got the yacht. Well, <laughs> not the yacht, but after a year and a half since Bravo first announced they would be splitting Roni into two shows, we do finally have Roni Legacy. The first three episodes of Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Roni Legacy dropped on Peacock last week, which I'm sure you already know. And what a fucking treat. Honestly, Luann, Dorinda, Ramona, Sonia, Kristen, Kelly came together for a week-long trip to the same house the cast stayed at during their infamous trip to St. Bart's, and they wasted no time getting back up to their usual tricks that we all know and love and love to hate. And I'm just so happy they're back, and I'm sure you are too. Today's episode of Gabbing with Gib features a joint interview with Luann and Kelly that I recorded ahead of the show's premiere, where we talk about their reactions to the show, their me- the mental roller coaster Luann's been on during the whole kind of Roni legacy debacle, Kelly's thoughts on returning, Dorinda's relationship to the two words on pause, and more. It's a fun, relatively shorter chat, and if you want to jump into that, I'll drop the time codes into the show notes below. But first, to round out the episode a bit more, I'm going to go long up top today to discuss the first three episodes of the show, my observations, favorite moments, learnings, and whatever else I decide to mention about Roni Legacy in its final form. Obviously, this wasn't the original plan, as you probably know if you've gotten this far into an episode about the show. The original idea was seemingly to round up some of these women and follow their lives in New York City just like we always did, just on a new show tentatively called Roni Legacy, while also on the flagship franchise following an entirely new, younger, more diverse group of women as they lived their lives in New York City as well. But to make a long story short, despite hearing updates about the casting for the new group, which was revealed last fall at BravoCon in New York, despite people spotting the new group filming, which included Jenna Lyons, there was still no confirmation about what Roni Legacy was going to look like, when it would air, where it would air, and who would be on it. All signs point towards one of the main reasons for that being contract negotiations. You see, Jill Zarin has said this publicly. She wanted to be paid the same as everyone else, favored nations as it's commonly referred to. Whereas I'm guessing some of the other women who had actually been on Roni for over a decade, Luann, Sonia, Ramona, probably wanted more. Whether you thought they all deserved to be paid equally is up to you. But Jill took it to the press, which was a huge mistake on her part. She let the cat out of the bag, and I think honestly kind of ruined the party for everyone. Plans for Legacy were reportedly put on hold. Then they were put back on, but as a girl's trip, and Jill was out, likely punished for taking the negotiations public and thus overplaying her hand. The show could and would go on without her. So that's how we get to this group, which is honestly proving to be perfectly fine. And actually, it's much better than fine. (laughs) This group is proving once again that they have what it takes to make TV gold simply just by being themselves. I mean, in the first five minutes, we have Sonia saying there's always someone to fuck at St. Bart's. We have Ramona there to remind us once again that St. Bart's is one of her favorite places that she always goes to. We have Ramona getting Kristen's name wrong and calling her Caitlyn. We are off to the races. Also in the premiere, we learn that Luann is drinking again on occasion, and this is certainly an occasion. And honestly, it doesn't worry me because she seems to have her life in fantastic shape. She seems to have really figured it out, and I think that I can speak for all of us when I say that it makes us so happy to see that after all we've seen her been through. I mean, it's been said, but it bears repeating. Luann Deliceps has had one of, if not the single most colorful, impressive roller coasters of a character arc in Bravo history. And honestly, part of me wishes it had been her who received that Housewife Lifetime Achievement Award that they gave to Vicky Gumbelson at BravoCon this year. Luann deserves that too. And Luann is really kind of the reigning supreme of Roni in a way now. I mean, it's not Ramona for problematic reasons. It's not Sonia because she's technically not an OG and is more of a wild card in a way that we love. It's not Dorinda. And it's certainly not Bethany, who many still pointed to as the greatest to ever do it. And perhaps she still is. 
But that was until she completely sullied her own reputation via this lukewarm reality reckoning she started while, I don't know, like eating crabs in a hotel room on TikTok Live or something. I don't know. But Luann, it's Luann. Luann is our stately, still not completely self-aware, but certainly more self-aware Roni queen. And I love it. There are other little things that I loved about the premiere episodes. Ramona rolling the lowest number on the dice, meaning she got last pick of the rooms. Sonia saying, someone needs to tell Luann that a la française is just scrambled eggs. My mom makes the same ones and she's never been to France. (laughs) Sonia calling Ashley Madison Dolly Madison. Watching them all record their cameos, which will never not entertain me. Sonia saying that Luann wants a dirty pirate who will fuck you in a garden. Dorinda watching Scara Island and then calling Kelly cunty multiple times. Kelly saying to Dorinda, don't bring your bluestone bullshit. I loved that. And several of them saying that they wish Tinsley was there. I do too. And the list goes on. There are so many little moments that just prove that these women know why... They were brought there. They were brought there to remind us of their little moments, to use their catchphrases, to be these women that we fell in love with and still love and and just show us that they haven't changed despite being off our TVs for the most part for the last two years. I also kind of love that the first big drama was between Dorinda and Kristen, the show's biggest pleasant surprise, honestly, over the distinction between being on pause and fired. You see, the thing is, Kristen is right, obviously. The show that Dorinda was deemed, quote, on pause from was completely recast and she won't be returning to that show. So yes, technically Kristen is correct. But while I'm finding her so refreshing on the show in general, and I'm really glad she's there, she can also veer a little too far into that sort of classic ill-advised trope of being hung up on the technicalities that rarely serves a housewife, especially one that has not been on the show for that long. It's sort of like what the Beverly Hills newbie Anne-Marie did to Sutton about her esophagus on last week's episode. She kind of came at her with this like factual distinction that nobody honestly cared about and it falls flat when you, when it's used as your primary argument. Dorinda's thing is is obviously a bigger picture than that and you, and you get the sense that she truly does think there's a way back in for her and that she's sort of clinging on to this label as, as something of, of a crutch. But it's also something she used to market herself and to brand herself in this latest era of her housewife's journey. Like, it was a big part of season two of Ultimate Girls Trip that she hosted at the Berkshires. It's part of her shtick now, just like I made it nice and clip. On pause is one of her catchphrases. Andy might have originally coined it, but Dorinda co-opted it, she reclaimed it, and made it her own. It seems like it was her way of, like, making sense and coming to peace with essentially being fired. And I kind of think we should just, like, let her have that. People have texted me and I've seen in comments online that people find Dorinda to be hard to watch, which she sort of, you know, gets on these tirades, is drinking a lot and sort of won't let something go. But I kind of think it's like a fool's errand at this point to expect anything less from her. So why not just like accept that this is the Dorinda that we have now and either love it or hate it. But complaining about like her acting like this to me is just sort of like, what else do you expect? You know? Kind of, I think you should just find find a way to love it and, ex- and accept that about Dorinda. But part of the appeal of this Roni legacy experiment to me is that it shows us that more or less, again, these women are the same as we left off with them. And that's what makes it such a, such a welcome gift from the Bravo gods. It's comforting. They have flaws and they're not perfect and they can drink too much and they can be crass and disruptive and not let things go. And they've been talking about them for 15 years, but that is part of their legacy. And that is what we love, Right. I mean, it's actually why I would argue that these women filming Roni in this capacity as a week-long trip in a controlled setting, driven by nostalgia, and actively having them reminisce on the past, 
not just by flying them to the literal house they stayed at over 10 years ago, but also by having them discuss issues and events and trips from the past. It works better than a full season of filming in New York would have. I just know it. I'm sure that would have been absolute heaven, don't get me wrong, but I also think that it would have involved more contrived storylines, it would have drawn out the filming, and it would have just kind of lessened its effectiveness, I think. I'm realizing that I think I just prefer a strong 100 proof shot of my Roni ladies than a watered down version of them. I think this just works. And isn't it also kind of intriguing how Kristen and Kelly sort of fit into this group so differently? I mean, Kelly was on the show only for one more season than Kristen was, three versus two. Yet she joined in season two, so she's rightfully considered much more sort of part of the part of the show's fabric because she was at the beginning. Her feud with Bethany is as classic as it gets and was integral to Roni 1.0. And she coined the term Scary Island. She was a central character on that <laughs> on that trip, obviously. And, you know, things like I'm up here and you're down here are canon. And even though she hasn't been on the show since she left it in 2011, Kelly is acting and being treated as if she was around for much longer than Kristen was. Kristen obviously has much fewer memorable or iconic moments from her short run on the show than Kelly, but she was also sort of part of the, the second half of that slight reboot that Roni had in season five and six, the year that she joined. So if Carol, Heather, and Aviva joining in season five, the year that they all actually went to St. Bart's, was Roni 2.0, then Kristen is Roni 2.5. And I wonder if, this is just me speculating, Ramona, Luann, and Sonia still feel some sort of way about that. In some ways, she sort of helped sort of whet the appetite for the full reboot that happened for season 14 that resulted in them being kicked off the show. Because ultimately, that slight reboot from season 5 and 6 worked. It helped reset the show and put it on this amazing run that it had for, you know, another six or seven or eight seasons. It's a pretty different situation separated by 10 years, but it more or less smells the same and puts the same taste in your mouth, doesn't it? I mean, Kristen is 20 years younger than them and would honestly fit right in with the reboot of Roni cast, but too bad she lives in LA now. But, you know, obviously at the end of the day, it's the core four of this cast, Luann, Sonia, Dorinda, and Ramona that people missed. I do think and hope that this should and will be Ramona's final season of Housewives. I think we've outgrown our need for her, despite her kind of still objectively being good reality TV. But I think that her time should come to an end. But these are the equals of Housewives. As Dorinda, one of the wor greatest wordsmiths of our time, so instantly iconically said in the first episode of this show, Eagles don't fly with pigeons, so go and get your breadcrumbs. And by breadcrumbs, I mean that my interview with Luann and Kelly, which I hope is a nice little bow on top of this little monologue that I just had about Roni Legacy, a show that I'm loving so much, and that new episodes of which come out every Thursday on Peacock. Who knows? I hope they do this every single year. I hope that they give us a Roni Legacy trip. Maybe they maybe they send them to, you know, a different locale they had gone to on a different cast trip each year or like, you know, Miami or Mexico and and they can reminisce about those trips specifically because it works. This formula is working and it's such easy fan service. You know, I think one of the biggest flubs of this entire Roni split, something that I actually really supported when they announced it and I and I still support it because I think that it was time for a change. But, you know, it, something went wrong along the lines there, clearly. And I think that the biggest thing they could have done differently that would have resulted in the Roni reboot being received a little bit more positively from the get-go. And it would have, you know, been lots of a waiting game for us as fans to, to be reunited with our classic Roni ladies. I think they should have had the Roni legacy 
plan announced first. It would have kind of confirmed with us, okay, who are we getting back? When are we going to get them? When are we going to see them? That was a big mistake, I think. But ultimately, I think the ship can be righted by doing something like this every year, every year and a half. And maybe, you know, you keep the core of this group the same and or you bring the full group back or, you know, I think minus Ramona, but you bring them back and you add a Tinsley, you add an Aviva, you add a Heather, who I think when she joined uh, Roni, the Leah and Ebony season, I don't think she kind of got a fair shake. And I actually think that she would work just fine on something like this. It would work. It would work and it would be received so well. And I think that it would just keep these women, women in our lives, which if, you know, the first three episodes or any indication is a much, much welcome gift. So enjoy my interview with Countess Luann Deliceps and Kelly Cloran Ben-Simone. And please rate, review, and subscribe to Gabbing with Gib wherever you're listening to this. I want to gab. All right, so today we're gabbing with Countess Luann Deliceps and Kelly Cloran Ben-Simone from the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Roni Legacy, which everyone's been clamoring for, let's be real. We're in the presence of some Housewives legends right now, and I could not be more thrilled to have them here, Luann and Kelly. Thanks for being here. How are you? Hi, good. Give us a how are you? I am good. So how are we feeling to finally have it be hitting Peacock? It's, you know, it's very exciting, you know, to be back together again, the OG cast, be going back to St. Bart's and just being all together as a, as an ensemble cast is really, really fun. It was a fun trip. So much fun. I mean, Luann and I have had so many great memories over the years um, on Real Housewives and just to be able to hang out in St. Bart's, one of the most beautiful, magical islands in the world. We just had so much fun. Yeah, that landing was a killer though. That landing. It seems like it shook you guys up a little bit. Uh, it was the gift that keeps on giving. It was worse. It, it was just, worse than what you see. Sonia's like, people die. I'm like, oh my God, we're in the plane. Sonia's like, I prefer the ferry with my cocktails. And yeah, except for you can't even take that because like the, the waves are so wild. And it was just insane so. to be back in that house too. You know, oh my God, I'm sure. So many memories in that I'm house. I'm sure. So. What what was that immediate kind of internal reaction for you, Luann? Because you were you you were at that trip, and you it was kind of an infamous trip for many reasons. What yes. was that moment when you, when you walked back into that house? You know, it was surreal. It was like it was like um, you know, it all came back to me. You know, uh, just walking up those stairs and the swimming pools and the surfboard table, and you know, all the things that went down in that house. It was just wild to be back. Yeah, totally. So, so there's so much to talk about here, but first I do want to hear from each of you. When you first got the call that you were being invited to film Roni Legacy as a girl's trip in St. Bart's, what initially goes through your head? Is it who else is going to be there? Is it, oh my God, I have to do X, Y, Z. What's the first, what are the first couple thoughts? Um, For me, it was like, well, this is going to be a wild ride to have all the girls back for a week. Um, I love the fact that, you know, we on this trip get to talk about all the past. And so, you know, I was, for me, it was like, wow. I mean, this is really a chance for all of us to catch up and talk about the things that happened. And um, of course, you know, when you put these many women together, there's always drama and of course. You know, what somebody says and, you know, or it says gets said the wrong way, et cetera. Um, so my first reaction was, wow, we're going to be together again. We get to talk about all these things. We get to break that fourth wall. That was really my first reaction. 
And for me, you know, we were supposed to go on legacy. And so it's just so much better for us to be seven days immersed in, you know, all the real housewives, you know, fun under the sun. And, you know, my first call was to Luann, obviously, and just kind of, you know, figuring out what's going to go on. And, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't in St. Bart, so I had no idea right. um, what was happening, but I learned as I felt. <laughs> and which is, you know... Kelly's like, didn't do any watching of previous episodes. She's just like, you know what? Just throw me in. And I, and I think I said to Kristen at one point, you know, you've got some big cojones to come back to this group and, and not having been there for 10 years. I mean, it's been like 10 years since uh, the girls have filmed. So um, it, it took a lot of guts. And by the way, for me not to, you know, have watched the show was actually the best thing that I could have done because, you know, I went there, you know, I knew, I knew Dorinda from before, and obviously Luann and Sonia and Ramona and everyone. And so for me, just it made it very genuine. And so my reactions are, you know, exactly what you guys are expecting. You get what you're expecting from me. And it was really, really fun. That's good to hear. Because we, we see on this first episode that Kristen did go back and watch a lot of the episodes. And she kind of studied up a little bit, which Kelly, it seems like from your perspective, it, it, that felt a little bit inauthentic to you in terms of, you know, oh, this, you, she remembered this trip and that trip and like who slept where. And I think, for, I think for you to put yourself in it, just like throw yourself in it kind of into the deep end, I think was probably really smart. I mean, I'm a hundred percent real on myself. I don't need a filter. I don't need a Google. Like you have to show me who you are and I'll tell you who you are. You know, it's like actions speak louder than the words for me. And I, I don't need to like research. If I'm, if this was an article, I would be researching, but for this kind of show, it's super important to be like actually in the moment. Right. And Luann, you know, a, a lot, obviously a lot has been made about, you know, everything that's gone on with Roni since it was announced that it was going to be two shows. And I'm sure that you've kind of gone up and down in terms of your mentality around that. But I'm just curious if like, if you could talk me through some of that and just like where you settled mentally around this whole situation. Because I think that it, everyone's still so excited to have this amazing Roni legacy trip. It's not maybe maybe the show that we all initially thought we were going to get, but it's going to be just as good. I'm curious, again, what you have kind of been through mentally throughout this whole process. Well, you know, listen, after two years, I guess it's been two years since yeah. we stopped filming uh, and they announced a new cast, you know, we were told literally probably around the same time uh, that that was happening you know, initially it's like, oh my God, it's over. Like all those years and time that we put in is over. So it's, you know, it took a minute to digest for sure. Um, at the same time, you know, I had kind of moved on with Sonia to do Crappy Lake. So I felt like, you know, I had an olive branch and I was ready to kind of move on. And when they came to me about the girls trip, I thought, perfect, because you know, it's you're not immersed full in storyline, bearing your and sharing your life to the world anymore. This is a totally different flavor, which is, you know, it's a week. We're going on vacation. We're going to catch up about, you know, lots of things, th you know, things that were unsaid on, on the series as a whole. We can talk about that, you know, we're going to see flashbacks for moments on the show, which I think is super fun for the fans. Yeah. You know, I was disappointed in the beginning about not doing, you know, Roni. But listen, you know, I think we had the best run. We had a great cast and, we, you know, and I and I think, you know, for me, I was kind of happy to do this trip with the girls and have one, you know, last kind of OG trip with the with the real housewives of New York City, as we all know them. And so I was excited, really. 
Yeah. And it, it was really refreshing in that first dinner we see in St. Bart's. It's that seems like the, the prevailing mentality from all of you. It's like we had this amazing run and nobody can ever take that away from you. You've you've delivered so many iconic moments over the course of a decade plus, you know, and we'll always have those. I think that's the right mentality to have at this point. Yeah, I think so. And listen, the new cast of New York, you know, people have to get used to them. They're new. It's like when we first came along, you know, it takes time to invest in people. And, you know, thank God we're streaming on Peacock so you can still watch all the OG Roni episodes. So it will live on. And right. it's a living photo album of my life. And, um, and I'm excited about what's ahead of me. Yeah, good. And Kelly, obviously you were on Roni for three seasons in that original run, the last of which aired over a decade ago. So it's it's been a long time for you. And had you discounted reality TV in your future at all? Or were you just sort of like open to whatever? And then when the legacy idea came back around, were you like initially interested in taking part or did it take some sort of convincing to, to have you sign on? So I was on a couple of of um, scenes with Luann um, because she's right. always always trying to get me back. She's like, "You <laughs> tired? You have to come back. I want you back. I need my wing girl with me." And so she was always trying to get me back, which I love. And we had so much fun um, throughout the years. And then, you know, I've done a lot of other television outside of you know my everyday life. Million Dollar Listing. We saw you on a little bit. Our listing, which is so fun with Frederick. Um, and so you know, I it's like I it's not like. I'm like, I have to be on television. I think the television just really like needs me. I mean, that just, <laughs> I'm the gift that keeps on giving. And I'm not going to argue with that, Kelly. I'm not. <laughs> and we have so much, but I mean, literally, yeah. you know, Luann and I have had so many, many amazing memories. And, you know, one of the, my biggest regrets when we, when I did retire um, in 2011, after our Morocco trip. He didn't retire. He just took a pause, but don't tell Dorinda. There we go. Don't tell Dorinda that. Yeah, she hates that. She's like, retired. I just really had such a great time. We had so much fun. And, you know, the thing about this show is that, like, you know, just like Luann said, you know, it's like, it's a, it's not a snapshot of our lives. I mean, just remember my girls when they were little and, you know, my hair color and like all the things that are important. Um, you know, it's really, it's been such a great ride and I'm so excited for the show and Peacock and Bravo. And I, I, I know that there's so much more to come. Oh, yeah. And people are so excited for this. Kelly, I'm curious, though, because obviously, like, one of the most mentioned moments from your time on the show was Scary Island, which is not the St. Bart's trip that you that was taken uh, just after that. But like, Scary Island is obviously it's an iconic moment, but also there has to be. be there have to be some like bad memories or like some traumatic moments a little bit for you from that from that trip. It was it was a lot. Was doing this at all like a reclaiming of that or like kind of a, like a or what was your mentality around that coming into filming again? Because it's it's a it was a, it was a wild trip. So I think the number two and three scenes of all time are I'm up here. That's number two, and then Scary Island. One of them uh, um, is three. So that's pretty major, by the way. Oh yeah. Come on. So, like, so you think about the good. You think awesome. about the good. The impact. Chicken of the Sea um, is the is the number one. Jessica, two and three. So listen, it's all good news. It's all fun. You know, you go on these shows just you know to have a great time and to show yourself. And if you are going to constantly be like disappointed or trying yeah. to be perfect the fans know and they know who I am and they see me and they're constantly like, we're so sorry. When I was at BravoCon, I told I'm Luann was there. She, she saw me almost crying on stage. 
I was so overwhelmed because we didn't have social media when the show started. And so just to see the impact that I have made and they were so happy to see me, it was it was very, very, very emotional for me. And, you know, I had a great time. I always have a good time. Listen, life is good, bad, and sometimes very ugly. That's called life. And I've always had such a great time. And I'm lucky to be able to film with, you know, Sonia and Luann and, uh, you know, Dorinda and, uh, and all, all the, every single housewife. I mean, I've had a great, great time with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Luann, you mentioned Crappy Lake. And to me, that was a highlight at Bravo this entire year. I, fucking loved that show I I was <laughs> I laughed every week I was like crying laughing with you guys and it was the perfect sort of antidote I think to some of the seriousness that was going on in some of the Housewives franchise at that time so just know that it was a very well received gift I think and um, I'm curious if like you know you mentioned that this trip could be like one final trip but I kind of feel like I want one crappy lake every year, one Roni legacy trip every year. Like, could could these become annual things that they're sort of like, again, they're not all encompassing, you know, throwing your life into reality TV, but they're check-ins with you guys and, and your women that we know and love and want to check in with. Right. Well, I think you have a good point. In fact, I mentioned it at BravoCon that, you know, we should be going on below deck. Um, of course, being above deck, but <laughs> unless, you know, Unless above deck please exactly uh, well, deck. Maybe, well, maybe somebody could go below deck and give us some uh, captain lee and then right. somebody could be below deck you know there we go how those things go captain <laughs> jason captain <laughs> jason exactly so you know i just feel like uh we the ogs could definitely do a trip a year oh, for sure and you know listen there's been talk about a new season of crappy lake so um so we'll see what happens there but uh we're not going anywhere yeah, good. One of my last questions, you know, a lot of the conflict in the beginning of this is revolving around Dorinda and Kristen and this sort of like nuance between being on pause and being fired and then sort of going back and forth on this. It's clearly still kind of a big trigger for Dorinda. She reacts emotionally to it. Um, and Kristen is kind of returning to this after a long time away and doesn't really fully pick up on that. What do you two make of that situation and that distinction between sort of the labeling of not being on the show i think it's really really hard well luann has always been on the show right no idea what you're talking oh, about no. i had a year where i was on i was only a friend oh you there we go started. oh that's true that is now, true I, was, I wasn't paused or fired but but i know you know how that might feel and rub somebody the wrong way because you know you put in your life to the show and then all of a sudden it's like bye uh, or you're a friend now, or, you know, you're on pause or whatever you want to call it. It was a really rough time for Dorinda, you know, because uh, she had lost a really good friend at that time. Her aerobics guy, John, that did the aerobics with her had passed away. And, oh, I didn't realize uh, that. Yeah, it was a rough time for her. And so she took it really hard, I think. And, um, and then she got used to just not, you know, doing the show anymore. And, and she's, she's gotten much better, but clearly... There is a button there that is still, you know, beeping and uh, just waiting to be pushed. And unfortunately, Kristen didn't quite get the memo and kept on pushing that blinking button. She just couldn't keep her fingers off that button. Couldn't so, help it. You know, and she didn't realize, you know, how how this could just spiral into um, Dorinda's reaction, which, you know, is she's upset. She gets emotional about it and understandably so. Mm hmm. 
I mean, I think too, once you're in the Bravo family, it's such an intimate family that, you know, it's very, very hard not, for me, you know, leaving. I mean, that was my decision. And I was just like, I have to be honest, like, you know, a couple of months later, I'm like, what did I do? Like, I, I missed the camaraderie. I missed, I really, really, I, you know, I loved being around the women a couple of times a week because I just don't have those kind of relationships you know, three or four times a week with women. I'm you're a boys kind of girl. I am actually nothing I'm wrong very, with that unless I'm you're going very, on a girl's trip. I'm very <laughs> there we go. I love my women and I love my men. Um, I love all. I'm a lover of all. I think that I'm just saying that I really miss that camaraderie. And I think that's something that a lot of the women really miss as well. Especially, you know, later on your, you know, 30s and 40s when your kids are older, you really miss that those those emotional attachments to women. And you know, my youngest daughter said she's like, you will never have the relationship with a man like you do with a woman. The intensity of a female of female relationships are so strong and are so important, and you'll just never have that with a man. Mm. It's it's that built. There's that like a built-in hangout. Well, I hope you have it with your man because you're getting married. You know what I mean. You know what? I mean? Like I'm right, not gonna right. sit there and like you know my underwear like I do with Luann and like drink bottles of hopefully wine, hopefully and, like, underwear, and like you know be like pouring my heart out about whatever it is. Like sometimes you know you like you know men don't need to know everything. Well, I mean, no, they don't. There's a little mystery involved. There, exactly. Very good. That's why. Braun panty time with Luann is a very important time for everyone. Important. And I hope we see that on the show. Come on. And same part. <laughs> oh, you will. Oh, you will. Good, good. <laughs> Kelly and Luann, I think we're out of time, but thank you so much thank for taking you. the time. And and I just, I speak for so many people when I say that we're so happy to have you back on our TVs. And oh. I'm just like, I'm just looking forward to the hijinks that I know you guys all got up to in St. Bart's. So oh, it's yeah. going to be great. Don't, don't worry. It's very entertaining. Like I said, there's always drama when you put us girls together, but at the same time, you know, You'll be surprised by a pirate or two, maybe. Two. Not one Johnny Depp, but two Johnny Depp pirates. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Thank you, Gibson. All right, bye, ladies. So bye. Gibson. Bye. Thank you for listening to the show. Subscribe to Gabbing with Gabe on any podcast platform to listen to new episodes. And subscribe to Gabbing with Gabe on YouTube to watch full-length versions of our interviews. We'd also love your support with a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can follow me at Gibsonoma on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And keep up with all things Gabbing with Gabe at Gabbing with Gabe on Instagram and TikTok. Gabbing with Gabe is an independent podcast hosted by me, Gibson Johns. It's produced by myself and Riley Dabbs. Graphics are by Rachel Roth, and our cover art photography is by Troy Hallahan. If you want to reach out about guest booking, sponsorship, or advertising opportunities, email us at gabbingwithgib at gmail.com. Thank you again for your support, and see you next time.